Welcome back to Marau Sport Worldwide and tonight is Rugby Tuesday evening and no doubts we have to talk about the Springboks performance against Canada this afternoon. Well, the Springboks have booked their place in the quarterfinals of the 2019 Rugby World Cup in Japan with a bonus point, 66-7 victory over the hapless Canadians, a 14-man Canadian team in their final pool match in Kobe today. Well, the Springboks ran in 10 tries to 1 with Kobus Reinach getting a first half hat-trick of tries the fastest in World Cup history well like I said Canada were reduced to 14 men late in the first half after foul play and the box are now done with their pool matches they will have to wait until the end of this weekend to see who they'll play in the quarterfinals and that match will only take place on the 20th of the month so they've got two weeks off in order to recuperate and think about how they're going to tackle their opponents whoever wins pool A will be their opponents in the last eight fixtures. And joining me tonight to talk about the Springboks performance is Jody Hendricks from Ereschia and an SABC Sports rugby analyst. Jody, good evening and welcome to MSW again. Thanks for having me, Owen. Well, let's talk about this game because with the way the Springboks started the game today in Kobe City, everybody thought, here we go, we're in for a tri-festival. Yes, it did end up 10 tries to one, but... At the end of that first half, Canada were reduced to 14 men with a yellow card. Everybody thought, okay, here we go. This is going to be a tri-fest galore, 100 points on the board easily, but it didn't turn out to be that. Yeah, I was actually quite disappointed. I actually thought um, 47 all at half time. Mm-hmm. Here's a good opportunity to get the first 100 of the World Cup. And unfortunately, I think um, uh, for about the first 10 minutes in the second half, I thought uh, Canada tried to come back into the game, but they weren't very successful because the Springboks, uh, they just dominated them um, from then onwards. But uh, yeah, a very poor performance in the second half. And I think uh, four tries against 14 men against a team with semi-professional rugby players, you'd expected more. They would have taken a lot of this game. Mm. I think a lot of individual players wanted maybe the glory. Uh, mm. Corbus Reinach had a fantastic game, like you said. Um, and then, yeah, you know, it wasn't a team effort at the end of the Mm. day so uh, I think yeah we can be a bit disappointed but they will take the bonus point win Mm. and now the big question obviously still one of three teams that they could face in the quarterfinal Scotland, Ireland or Japan Mm. so yeah that's uh, I'm sure that will be the next uh, thing that Rassi watches out for looks out for Well before the game kicked off Rassi said uh, that he was going to give most of the players a run in this game and he did do so but he said Look out for a bit of rustiness because, I mean, some of these players hadn't played a competitive game for a while. So, But he also said that they will settle down and they will perform at, at their best. Most of these players are looking for a place in their quarterfinal, isn't it? Yeah, um, and we've spoken about the so-called B team now for mm. a while. And today was obviously the so-called B team. Mm. And a lot of these players, let's be honest, for some of them, it will be the last time they'll play at the World Cup. Mm. Um, there's other players. I think uh, a guy like Louis de Jager, he took his opportunity against Namibia when he was man of the match. And uh, I think Arches Neyman did it today as well. So there's a couple of guys, especially in the forward pack, that's putting up there. And I think Bongi Benambi mm. did fantastically well to make the number two jerseys. Oh, no, I'm... I would even select Skalk Brits as my reserve mm-hmm. going into the quarterfinals. So, yeah, there's a couple of guys. Um, I, Damien Willemse for me had a solid yeah. game, even though he got to the World Cup a bit late. Mm. Um, Spoon Corsi, I'll, stay, I'll play him at wing and move Colby to the fullback because mm. I think, um, and, you know, I have it between him and Willemse as, as, as either or backup. Mm. Stain. Valila Rue, well, before we get to Stain, mm. Valila Rue has been poor, uh, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I. Quaker Smith also, for me, hasn't been playing his best rugby just yet. 
And going into the rugby championship, he was the player that everybody yeah. was raving about. Now you get to the world stage and all of a sudden he was poor. He was poor against Namibia. He mm. didn't have a great game today. I think there was a few moments of brilliance in the second half where mm. he stood out. Mm. But really, he's not taking his opportunity. Mm. Um, Francois Lowe, on the other hand, he's taking his opportunity. Yeah. He's knocking on the door to say to the guys in the starting lineup, uh, uh, Peter Steff, um, Sia and mm. Dwayne Vermeer, and listen, yeah, if you guys aren't performing, I'm ready for this. And, you know, if you'll t- really take a risk if you select Quaha. Coming back to your question on Franz Stein. Yeah. It was quite interesting to see that Damien Delaney playing outside and him playing inside yes, because he yeah. played most of his rugby outside yeah. centre in France. Um, but he's also one of those versatile players that you can slot in anywhere. And he had a good game today. Mm. He scored mm-hmm. a try and I think um, in terms of his experience, he's the only guy in the squad to have won the World Cup. You definitely need a player like that there. Mm. It is very important to have someone like that. David Willems uh, came in as a late inclusion. Uh, and yes, he's put his hand up already. You, I guess he was one of those players, and a lot of us spoke about it before the World Cup actually kicked off. And when uh, Rassi Rasmus announced that team, he was one of the unlucky players not to have been selected. Yeah, I agree with you. But uh, also keep in mind that he's been in the World Cup plans uh, since day one. Mm, really, And mm. I had an interview with him earlier the year and he spoke to me about the planning for the World Cup. And this was in March. Mm. So he's always been part of the plan. Unfortunately, he got an injury at the wrong time yeah. during the Super Rugby. Yeah. And uh, he could have gone to the World Cup, but unfortunately, he wasn't a part of the Rugby Championship. And as he said, the guys that's playing in the Rugby Championship, they will go. He then went to Saracens mm. and unlucky for Jesse Creel. Yep. But at the end of the day, I think uh, Damien deserves to be there. There. Mm. Um, he's taking his opportunity and also another player you, you can look at uh, for the quarterfinal mm. um, because like I said Ville is not playing well and you can have the option between Colby and Willemse mm. Let's talk about some of the off-field uh, talk and, and, and there's been a lot of talk and we have to touch on this Where do we start? The bomb squad <laughs> Makazole Mabimpi What do you make of this whole story after the Italy game Makazola Mpimpe went over to congratulate a couple of players. They huddled, and it seemed to he seemed to be excluded from this huddle. Uh, and then a lot of people called it a racist thing. Yeah, I've, he uh, then came out on on Instagram trying to clear up everything. What do you make of it personally? So first of all, you've got two incidents that on the sideline of the Springboks uh, at the World Cup. With this, uh, you've got the Eben incident, and then you've got this yes. incident now. Mm-hmm. We've been asking questions about Eben to come out and say something. Since before the team left, mm. nothing. Mm. There's this incident. The next day, Makazoli Pimpi goes on Instagram yep. and calms everybody down and says, you know, guys, it wasn't this big deal. Uh, I've learned a lot the last uh, couple of days. I've learned that the guys that don't make the match day 23, they call the dirt trackers. I've heard of the bomb <laughs> squad now. Um, and obviously, then you have the starting 15. So I think, you know... It, I can't see Marcos Olympian be coming out and saying something that's not true. If there's pressure on him, I think it would mm. be really unfair mm. on a player like him. Mm. But if, you know, if, and you have cultures within a team, you've got the guys on the bench that has their own bond. And, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the, at the Bulls, for example, they call them the finishers. Mm. Mm. So I think, I, I don't, I, I think, you know, it looked really bad. Mm. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll believe Marcos Olympian and, and if, if it was. You know, it was, it was nothing sinister about it. I mm. believe him. Well, let's just go to a quick uh, sound clip that we got. So, Springbok head coach Rassi Erasmus, who gave his thoughts after these, his team secured their place in the quarterfinals after this victory against Canada earlier today. Rassi, it's a comprehensive win. Are you happy with the performance? Yes, uh, yeah, obviously, it's a short turnaround for the guys. And there's a lot of guys who haven't played for a while. So, it was scrappy at stages, but yeah, I, mean, I can't moan about 10 tries. You know, obviously, they got a red card that made it a little bit easier for us. So, overall, no, not too bad. 
some clinical execution, a lot of great tries. I'm, I'm sure you're happy with the, with the handling and the way the strategy is coming together. Yeah, especially you know uh, in this humor, humidity, you know, it's sometimes you, you get to uh, over exaggerate with the play, and I thought we kept it really simple tonight, uh, which was a good thing. You've effectively got two weeks off from the Italian game until your quarter-final, and, and obviously time for the players to rest and catch their breath. Yes, obviously, I think the big thing is we have to see who we're going to play now in the quarter-final. We only know that by Sunday. Uh, yes, we give the guys two days off, and then on Friday we'll be back on the horse again. Just looking at the way the team are going, are you confident heading into the knockout stages now? Yeah, I think there's so, so much stiff opposition. I think we've got a good chance, just like everybody else, but no, there's so many good teams in this, uh, this tournament. But yes, I think we need a chance. If it is Japan, how big will that be to play against the home nation? No, we played them already a few weeks back, and I'll tell you that last class act. Ireland is a class act, Scotland is a class act, you know, so no, some tough opposition in the next couple of weeks. Well done tonight. Thanks, appreciate that. Well, that was Rassi Rasmus speaking to Joel Stransky after the game. Well, the touching words also came from Captain Siaklisi as he thanked the Japan fans for the amazing support the Springboks have received over in that beautiful country of the rising sun. Sierra, on a personal note, full 80 minutes, how good does that feel? Yeah, it feels really good, especially overseeing with the performance like that. I'm really proud of the boys, especially in the first half. We start with the structure and start with the system, you know, um, because that's what it's going to take for us to make sure our kicking play is intact, you know, and all the systems, because it doesn't matter what the score is today, if we're not improving every week, it actually means nothing. Happy with the way the systems worked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, especially in the first half, I thought the second half had got a, a, a bit loose, which we expected, but the main thing is the boys really enjoyed themselves, which was really important. I'm just looking around at the way the boys are thanking the crowd. How has your experience here at Rugby World Cup been? Oh, it's been amazing. Uh, the people of Japan have really came out. Every single town we've been to, it's really been amazing. We appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you for supporting rugby and thank you to World Rugby for bringing rugby to Asia. It really means a lot. And maybe a last word on Skulk Brett. He went off with a, a calf strain. It may well be his last moment. How important has he been to this team? He's been really been amazing, um, especially for, for, for us guys, younger guys, you know, he lifts us up and he, he's got a lot of wisdom in him, which is uh, very important, something we really needed as a team. And he's always encouraging Bongi and, and Malcolm, you know, so he, he puts a team first more than, more than anything else. And as you can see, whenever he gets opportunity, he really enjoys himself. Well, it looks like everyone enjoyed themselves tonight. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Arigato. Well, Jody, it's good to see that Sia Kalisi also getting through a game. No problems with that knee injury of his. Uh, Skulk Brits, uh, he suffered with a bit of cramp there, mm. but interesting to note what Joel Stranke said, that that may be his last appearance at the World Cup. Yeah, like I told you earlier as well, Skulk, uh, you know, he brings that experience, and Rassi was honest with us from day one, and that's why you, we didn't see a guy like Akrafin Amarva going to the World Cup, because Rassi wanted, similar to the role Bob Skins that played in the 2007 mm. World Cup mm. for the, the, you know, the so-called B team with the youngsters, coming through the mm. guy not into the into the A team and, and you know to have somebody with authority to have somebody in the leadership role older guy mm. um, and Skulk did fantastically well um, he, he slotted in at 8th man he played mm. hooker today so really and then yeah I was quite critical when Sia didn't play 80. I think Sia wasn't maybe fit enough to go to the World Cup, but obviously mm. for reasons uh, unbeknown to us, Rassi selected him, gave him 50, 60 minutes in the first couple of games, of now two games back-to-back, mm. 80 minutes, and that's good to see. I'm a firm believer that your captain's got to start and he's got to be the end to take responsibility. 
Another good thing that we see coming out of this Rugby World Cup is the amazing support at most of the games. I, I mean, I can't say all of the games, but most of the games have been packed to capacity. Yeah, what the opening game where Russia and Japan played, and mm. that I think that said the trend for the rest of the tournament. And when, you know, when you see some of the smaller teams, smaller second-tier rugby nations playing as well, fantastic crowds today under roof, thirty thousand mm. people. Um, you know, you had some Springbok supporters. There were a couple of Canadians. So I think uh, the organisers really did deserve credit mm. and I think uh, by, for me by far uh, I think uh, England still holds the records for most people attending a World Cup in 2015 mm. but I think uh, Japan can be really proud of themselves I think a fantastic tournament I think the big question obviously is now going forward um, there's a couple of quarterfinal places up for grabs and uh, it's going to be interesting to see who makes it and uh, you know I think uh, don't underestimate a, a team like uh, Wales England's a dark horse, and then mm. I still believe that uh, the Springboks and the All Blacks are also the favourites. We're in conversation with Jody Hendricks, Eris here, and SABC Sports Rugby Analyst as we uh, dissect the Springboks' performance against Canada today. And next, we're going to look forward to see who their opponents might be and uh, to see who the other dark horses might be in the 2019 Rugby World Cup. And if you want to join us in the conversation, all you need to do is give us a call on 089 or 089 Remember, you can also leave us a voice note on WhatsApp. The line number, the number to call uh, to leave that voice note is 060-584-2250. Good evening, Owen. This is Tsego from Bloom. You know, this thing of Makozola uh, Mapimpi. Uh, okay, I hear that the following day he wrote onto Twitter to say that, no, that was in the race. Why did he the following day go on Twitter, but we've been waiting for uh, Eben Elizabeth, like you guys are saying, since before they leave for the World Cup. He hasn't said anything. And look now how far is this case. And then for me, if you can check that jersey number 23's hand, when they done Hagi, it doesn't show that he's calling the guy. It shows him that, okay, go away. That's my opinion. Come on, guys. Good evening, Owen. Uh, it's Taribo here. Um, just a little bit about this Makazole Mapimbi story. Um, look, because of um, the transformation issues that has been surrounding the, the, the whole rugby fraternity in South Africa, because of the most recent story about one of their players, Yeben, um, every little negative thing that is happening within the team is always going to be um, 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 a hoo-ha within the country, uh, especially about race. So we're going to have to deal with it. And the only way to avoid that, it should be the way the management of the Arabi fraternity are handling their affairs within the whole entire Arabi. But there's one thing that this, these um, gestures are overshadowing is the performance that the Rossi Erasmus has brought in the team. Guys, come on. Few months back, you wouldn't bet a cent that South Africa rugby Springboks would be playing like that. Um, um, it's very unfortunate that the performances of the team that have major improvement have been overshadowed with what is happening around the team because of these racial gestures and stuff. But anyway, Good luck to the boys. Hopefully they can continue with this momentum. Hi, man. Owen. No, 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 no. Mampimpi just want to be a gentleman, 
doesn't want to destabilize the team. A video never lie. You saw him throwing the hands, the hand, and we saw another post player, white player, throwing the hand. It was obvious. It's just that he doesn't want to destabilize the team. That's all. Well, we say thank you very much for all your voice notes coming through there and uh, very stern words, obviously, with regard to the Makazole Mabimbi issue that we saw on field. Well, we dealt with that earlier on and uh, South Africa, though, the uh, Springbok administrators need to deal with this in a better way. Sheldon from Port Elizabeth joins us on the line this evening. Good evening, Sheldon. Good evening. How are you? Very well in yourself, Sheldon. I'm very well. I'm good, glad good. you because last week I was banned to say that Radio 2000 doesn't pick up my call because I want South Africa to play, actually to concentrate on the rugby, the World Cup itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually glad that they're doing that. Thank you. All the ne- negative stuff, to forget about it and to focus on the game. So when they can come back, so we can solve out all these problems. Mm-hmm. Really. I'm very, very glad that they do. Hopefully they are listening to it. And I hope they can continue like that and reach the final stages of the of the World Cup. Mm. Well, thank you very much, Sheldon. Yeah, let's let's hope that uh, the administrators are listening. We'll find out about that. Jody Hendricks is our studio guest this evening, uh, giving us analysis uh, with regards to the Rugby World Cup. And South Africa have become the very first team to complete the uh, pool stage of the 2019 Rugby World Cup. They've got 15 points to their name, four games played, three wins at one that lost to New Zealand in their opening game. But they have confirmed their place now in the quarterfinals. Jody. Let's look at the uh, pool so far. New Zealand still have to play uh, Italy to complete the pool stages. A lot, a lot of people saying this, this is a no-brainer. New Zealand going to walk all, all over Italy. We've seen a couple of upsets so far at this Rugby World Cup. Uh, yeah, Japan, and- Ireland comes to mind. Any yeah. chances that Italy can do something? No, and they're struggling with props. Do I mm. props? <laughs> yeah, we saw those bank. uncontested so, scrums, yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely I think um, the All Blacks should be the favorite. It's just a matter of uh, how many points are they in the top of Group B. South mm. Africa will in second. And, yeah, then we obviously have to wait and see what happens in Group A. But I think, for me, you know, a lot of people were worried about the All Blacks going to the World Cup. Uh, they had the loss to Ireland. The mm. South Africa gave them a good few games. Um, do the win in New Wellington? the draw in Wellington so and you know when the when it mattered they stepped up a lot of people mm. were thinking South Africa could be the favorites in that first game and they came out and they, they had two opportunities uh, the Springboks made two mistakes and they scored two tries to show the ch- the championship team that they are and I still think uh, they're definitely the team to beat mm. um, it's going to be interesting to see because if they get Ireland in a quarterfinal mm. that mm. is definitely going to be the game to watch in the last eight so I think uh, you know uh, the All Blacks should be too strong for Italy but going forward it's just going to get tougher well, Japan currently top Pool A, and the winner of Pool A will face the Springboks because uh, they will finish second to New Zealand should New Zealand beat Italy. And there's just, like Jody says, they odds on favourite to ta- definitely take that victory. Japan could come up against the Springboks 
I mean, that's going to be an interesting tussle should uh, Ireland go above them, you know, because Japan face Scotland next. But there's a good chance that Japan might just beat Scotland. They're not looking very good at the moment. Yeah, so Scotland, Ireland or Japan that could go through mm. and uh, mm. face South Africa. And each of those teams bring a very different <laughs> dynamic. You don't want Ireland in a playoff game because on their day, they could beat any team. Uh, Scotland's very unpredictable. Yeah. Japan in Japan mm. as host nation. And obviously, we all know what happened in 2015. <laughs> we don't want to underestimate them. But I think uh, of all those three teams, uh, should we get uh, Japan in the quarterfinal? Mm. Uh, we, we should be too strong for them, especially mm. what happened in the warm-up yes, game as yes. well. But uh, take our hats off to Japan. I remember the first World Cup that I watched in 1995 and they got a drubbing, I think it was 145-17 against New Zealand and to see the progress that they've made in the previous World Cup, they became Mm. the first team to win three games at a World Cup in the group stage and not go through. Mm. So they've Mm. improved in heaps and bounds and the amount of money that they're paying rugby players to come and play in Japan um, just to what I heard is that you can earn more money playing for a month in Japan Mm. than you'll get with the Springboks winning the World Cup. Wow. So definitely the investments there, and uh, we we're seeing it. They are the performing. They're investing in coaches. They're investing in players. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team is made up of players from all over the world, and uh, you know it, it it shows how seriously they're taking it. Lastly, I want to ask you this break, the two week break that Springboks going to have now. Do you think this is going to upset their rhythm? I think it will. Uh, you know, I would have liked them to maybe have the game on Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. but now they've got two weeks off, and then they've got the next game is only on the twentieth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the players are off now till Friday. They'll have a little. Re- group and then they'll start preparing for the quarters they'll see look at the fitness of guys like skulk brits of chisel and colby but yeah uh, you know when once you hit your rhythm you want to stay playing rugby and 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 continue on that note jody we've run out of time thank you so much for joining us uh, on radio 2000 and metro fm on uh, msw this evening jody Hendricks is an eris here and sabc sport rugby analyst uh, giving us his insights into the 2019 rugby world cup which continues remember springboks will only be playing again as jody says on the 20th of october we'll still find out who their last eight opponents will be well we'll be back again tomorrow with more from msw right here from six o'clock in the evening.